Danielle Jenkins, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Just enjoying the final warm weather that is here. It feels like it's taken forever to come, but I'm enjoying it. How about you? Uh, never better. We're going to get some rain here. Today, we're talking about a follow-up, actually, on the last episode where you laid out your software, and today I am supposed to talk about what software we use. So I am going to actually go through my tabs here because I think that's the best way I have all of these. All of these sites are mainly SaaS products, software as a service products, and I keep them open or I use a shortcut for this little app, which sort of worked out that way. I use this software called OneTab, which is a plugin to your Chrome browser. And what it does is, I don't know about you, Danielle, but sometimes I have like 50 tabs open. Mm -hmm. It slows down your computer and it also takes a lot of load on your brain just to have them open. So what this will do, for instance, this morning is I had seven tabs open. We never want to close the tabs because we're scared we won't remember. I press the one tab button. It clears all the tabs and it saves them in the one tab page. Wow. And then it put the date. And then you can organize that page as your home page. And what I have is the shortcuts. So I, I could actually just go down this list, which I might do, which is a function of the tabs about what software. So here I have the the our podcast Google Sheet that you and I share mm-hmm. that has the all of our episode episodes in the past and episodes planned. And then I have HubSpot, which I'll talk about, Trello, Google Sheets, uh, Riverside, which we use. Uh, I used to use Webinar Jam. I can talk about that. ClickFunnels, still use. And it has all these things in a shortcut so I don't have to keep the tab open to remember. So that's the first piece of software. It's not that it, I guess it is used in the business because it's it's how I run the business because having 50 tabs opens a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Now, before you get going into your list of what you use, are you going to break down which business you use them for? Because I know mm. some will probably cross, but obviously me operating um, a cleaning service company is much different than our podcast business. So you know, obviously there's different things. So Lex, do you mind explaining what business each one is for? Absolutely, Danielle. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea, Brandon. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, first a software business, uh, which is File Finder. And, it, and I don't know how many listeners this will be relevant to or not, but if you run a software company or anything where you're actually building even a product, which could be a physical product, you might be able to use this setup. So we use Slack for one. Slack is a good asynchronous chat program. It has an app on my phone. It has, I run the app on the computer. I will say this, people make the argument that if you have Slack or something like that, I know there's uh, Microsoft Teams. I've used Teams for 50 person company. I hated it. I think the 365 interface uh, workspace is is duct taped together and it's just not integrated as well. I'm not saying that Google Workspace is perfect, but it's simpler. It's more uniform and it just seems to work better. But um, 
Slack isn't going to eliminate emails. It is going to be a simpler, easier way to communicate with people. So we have different channels for different topics and maybe listeners already are using something like Slack, but it it just makes it easier to manage. So we use Slack for that. And then our main project management, I'm not going to go into the software stack per se, because the software stack software engineers are going to want to do their own thing like GitHub and all these other things, which are probably too technical for anybody listening here possibly. And if it, if you are interested and I didn't go deep enough, then just email me and I'll give you our tech stack. But we use Jira. Jira is a project management solution. We're running two-week sprints in our software company, which means we take tasks or items each one's explained. It has screen flow, screenshots, description of what we're doing for that function or feature or uh, improvement because an improvement could be something on the server side. And we run our sprints that way. We have a backlog. So if I come up with an idea or anybody on the team comes up with an idea, they can put it in the backlog. And then every two weeks we do a meeting and we decide, one, what actually got done and two is what we're going to put into the current sprint. And we do an exercise where we say, and you could use this with any company. I think most companies should do this, especially for projects, is, okay, here's this function or feature we want to build. What is this going to entail? What is it going to impact? And do how long do we think it's going to take? If it takes longer than two weeks, we'll break it down into a multitask and uh, several tasks. And then we break it apart. So we do that as a team. And then we move it into the sprint and we use Jira. And in Jira, you can see people's progress. For that company, we also use AWS for our database management. RGS is what we're using. We use it to do processing and then we use Google Cloud actually to store files because we currently service Gmail and it seems easier uh, and customers understand it better that if they have a Gmail account or they have Drive and we're still storing their files on Google. It's also quite candidly cheaper. So um, we're using that. And that's really how we run the software company that we use Google Workspace, which means we're using that for our email, our documents, our um, spreadsheets, and what else? We do, I will say this, you should turn on two-factor authentication at the admin level for everyone. It's a real problem someone will just mistakenly misplace their password or somehow put it somewhere that gets someone gets access to. And once that happens, you realize that they get access to your entire workspace, which means could be compromised. So that's how we run the software company. I mean, we obviously, uh, I use Apple Mail, which I'll just say, I use Apple Mail. I'm on Apple. Um, Yvette uses Outlook. She likes Outlook better. I know, I think you use Apple Mail, don't you, Danielle? I use Apple Mail, but with my Gmail. Right. That's what I yeah. use. So it's a yeah. it's a workspace yep. corporate account that I use Apple Mail for. Sometimes I use the app because the app is the Gmail app, which is just as easy. And that works just as well. Now that I've sort of zoomed out and we'll I'll go into a service company in a second that we run. I do use GoodNotes and I highly recommend that for anyone. GoodNotes is an app. I think don't quote me. I don't own any of it. I have no interest in it. We're not, Danielle and I aren't even an affiliate program, although maybe we should be. Is <laughs> I think it costs like $9.99 or $29.99 for a lifetime membership. And what it does 
is it allows you to write on your iPad, or I guess you could use a Surface uh, Microsoft or a Google product, and take notes in your handwriting. It allows you to search your handwriting. It allows you to convert your handwriting to text, and it syncs across all of your devices. And the reason that that's important for me is that Gia, who's our operations lady and basically keeps me organized, it syncs with her in real time. So even if I'm in a meeting and she wants to see notes I'm taking or I need to make a note to her without texting or something, I can actually write it on here and she can see that in real time. So you can share it with people. If you want, you can create separate notebooks. I use it for uh, every my daily life of all business. And I, I do use it for podcasts as well because I can put Danielle and Brandon recording on whatever today is and then uh, the episode software Brandon uses and I can search that and find that note in a minute. When I was using Moleskin notebooks, I, I love the Moleskin notebook because of handwriting, but the problem is I could never find anything. So what I would do is I would make a line up top and I would write metadata about what was on the page. And then at the end, Gia would go back and take my notebook and build a table of contents so I could search the old moleskins because that's a big problem is we write down our notes and we couldn't find anything. With Just good like notes, I'm doing now for our podcast notes in my notebook. <laughs> exactly. They're lost. Yeah. Whereas if you are using good notes, you can write. You're still writing, which is what I like. I like to take notes by hand, but it's searchable. It's transferable. I can draw a drawing in there and it will make straight it'll make a straight line straight if I wanted to. I can draw diagrams, I can cut that diagram and text it to you. The problem mm-hmm. with your notebook challenge is, is that you can take a picture of that and send it to me, but now that picture is in your photos app and then you're going to search in your photos app when you try to find it and it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a uh, a hot tip there because good notes, I just can't say enough good things, no pun intended, ab- about. I think we will need to have to contact good notes and use that little slogan <laughs> that you just said. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I think we should, we should, uh, yeah, give that to them. Well, right, I, I so was, that was I, for File Finder, your software. Yeah, I would, I do want to say this for File Finder because we do use an email program, but this is going to apply to everything. So we use ConvertKit. ConvertKit's been good to us. It, I like ConvertKit because it is built by a creator, Nathan Barry. It also has one feature that I used to use a lot. I've been using it sparingly recently because it can affect your deliverability rates if you overdo it or you're not managing your email correctly, which is it can resend to unopens with a press of a button. The reason that that's important, and we see a very big lift from that. The problem is, is that when you resend to unopens and let's say you get, let's say you send to your list and you get, uh, uh, we usually see about 39 to 43-ish open percent open rate on the first send. And then we would resend to unopens and we'd get another 8 to 15% open for a total open rate of like 50%. The problem is when you send, make that second send, which is probably a topic for another conversation, but I'll mention it here anyway, is your open rate for that entire email, let's say is 11%. Well, Google is actually seeing that as a separate campaign, and now Gmail is dinging you as a low open rate, 
which can hurt your deliverability rate. And I've experimented and seen that. So that's the reason um, ConvertKit also has a creator community where you can share and recommend each other's email lists. I think that works for people who have an email list that's anywhere from a few hundred to maybe 2,000. Our email list is 24,000 plus. So it like when you're at that, when you start to see that number, you're at a much different phase in your email list building. So the sharing of emails doesn't quite work as well. So you got to move to other strategies. So, but that's what we use ConvertKit. Another alternative I've heard, um, we used SendGrid, which is more technical, but it allows you to do six subject line tests versus two. Wow. Um, which can be useful if you actually have a marketing department that knows how to use that. Um, and then since we're at a high level, we have been using ChatGPT and uh, Bard. Bard seems smarter and has more knowledge, it seems, for more technical scientific stuff just to help find information and rewrite some things. So that's from a high level. Um, also, we use HubSpot and we use HubSpot for File Finder and we use HubSpot for the podcast network and uh, we use another CRM for our services company. So that really, so we covered File Finder, which is a software company. In summary, we're using Google Workspace, Slack, and Jira for project management. And then um, from a high level, we're using GoodNotes. We're using ConvertKit for email. And then I'll just mention a services company uh, for listeners who are just landing on this episode. You should go back to Danielle's episode, which is the previous episode, because Danielle runs Domestic Divas. If you are new to the show, which is a cleaning service, which is a very highly, I say highly, it is a services company and relies on humans. <laughs> so uh, Danielle went through her stack. We have uh, recently built a mortgage business of all things because I wanted to prove that you could build any type of business and just do customer service well and actually win. Turns out, and I'm sure if you're, uh, you are listening to this because you are listening to this, is you've probably been on the phone and yelled agent, 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 agent 50 times into the phone to talk to a human. And that doesn't make for a good customer service or anything. So my premise was because I've had terrible customer service for the last eight months that I've noticed across all gamuts of companies is if you could just provide really good customer service and a good product delivery that you could win even in a highly competitive quote unquote commoditized business. So we opened a mortgage company and we are currently using Monday for the CRM. We like Monday for that company because it is uh, very highly dependent on sales and leads. So Monday has the ability to combine a CRM and a workflow. So what we have, when we contact somebody, we have a checklist of things that has to immediately pop up. You can sort of do that in Trello, um, which which I didn't mention yet. Trello is sort of a high-level um, project management software, and Gia and I use that to manage all of the companies and Gia uses that to manage me where every day I have a card that pops up with a checklist that says you're supposed to, at a minimum, you got to do this, this, and this, and Trello will allow you to program that. Monday does something very similar, but on a 
in a in a CRM format that allows it to happen at scale because we have a lot of business development people out there and when they meet people they've got to do XYZ. So that's what we use for that. We have a we are using ConvertKit for our email system. We are using Dialpad for our phone number, our our whole phone system. I know that there's Grasshopper, which I've used before, and there's also one other one. I forget what it is, but that carries our company number, the dial tree, the uh, recording, and all of that forwarding. And we Dialpad's been really good to us. Um, they have good customer service. What else are we using at Dream Builder? It's called Dream Builder Mortgage. Uh, I'm looking here at my list of things. We are using Google Workspace again. Seems to be working well. We are using Slack. We actually are using Slack on a per deal basis for fulfillment of the mortgages. And on the business development side, we have an ongoing channel with developments during the day for people so that we have people all over the, the country so they can communicate with one another in real time and get, instead of using text and phone calls and things like that. So we are also using Zoom across all these companies. However, I will say that we started using Slack has a thing called Huddle, which we just sort of ignored. But in Slack, you press one button right there in Slack and it's a it's a Zoom. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's super fast and it's worked super it's super clear and it just better than, hey Danielle, let's jump on a Zoom and then you got to go create the Zoom with the link and send the yeah. link. We did hack that and we have G and I have a a always room. So we don't have to ask each other that. But in Slack, it's just super easy because you're talking, you're like, hey Danielle, can I just call you? Let's just right. jump jump in a huddle and boom. I, I don't know that that's with a paid account or not, but um, it's worth paying with Slack, at least in our mind, unless you have a compliance issue because Slack then gives us the back history. If you don't pay, it's a 90-day rolling history. So right. anything back 90 days. But if you're in a company that has some sort of compliance, especially United States or Canada or wherever, where you where you uh, or a company policy that you're wiping data because maybe you have sensitive data, then that rolling thing may work for you. Um, I think that covers it. I mean, I, I wanted to give an example of a software company we have in a services company and then the overarching tools that we're using. I don't know that it makes sense to jump into a podcast. A podcast, if somebody's listening has a business, then their marketing and sales department is probably running that for them or something like that. Yeah. But there are specific things that are important because remember when we first started our podcast, we were doing Zoom recordings and we found the quality wasn't great. We we couldn't take that and make our clips for social media or mar our marketing. Um, so if anybody even has a hobby or a business with a podcast, um, you know, like we love Riverside. It's been a great uh, software for us to record. And then from there, we can make our clips for social media. The quality is great. Um, and you've had great response with their customer service as well. Yeah, it's been good. It records locally on the person's computer. So mm -hmm. that's why you get better quality. We have had some issues, but overall, it's all good. of these software, all of these podcast softwares are sort of quirky because they're early in development, but it's a hundred times better than Zoom. Zoom is is taking the audio and video and sending it to a cloud, which is degrading the quality of the audio and degrading the uh, video 
versus Riverside that's recording locally on someone's computer and then uploading. So you're getting that pure sound out of the mic in that pure video. So yeah, it's been really good for us uh, in general. What else do we, we, we use? Um, and Google Workspace again um, for our email, for our domain, um, for the Google Sheets. We use that to keep track of all of our episodes and our ideas and our topics and our workflows and things like that. Um, and Canva. Canva's huge. We use that for all of our graphics, social media, YouTube, website. Um, and then you use Buzzsprout for everything for uploading. Uh, we are using Budsprout for hosting. You and I, for this show, and actually a lot of the other shows, do have a backup thing on Lisbon, mainly because we transferred uh, accounts. But Budsprout's been great. It's mm -hmm. super easy. It's 100%. I don't think we've ever, ever been down. They're releasing new features all the time. They have advanced analytics that just help you understand where, I mean, you know, everything from the device. And, and this is sort of standard, but some of these other older podcast platforms that have been around a long time do not have these advanced mm -hmm. analytics and it's nice to have. So we are using Buzz, Buzzsprout and um, we use Riverside. Uh, I do use GarageBand to uh, to edit our stuff. I, I also use Audacity to take out spaces if you and I have for whatever reason, either the recording comes out that way or we have long spaces. And then, yeah, we up, I upload our shows from garage once we're done in GarageBand to Buzzsprout and then we, we let it go and you use Canva for the graphics. Yeah, the graphics. One thing I do love about Buzzsprout is getting the emails that says, oh, you've had a thousand downloads or, you know, way to go on your 50th episode. Or I think that's super cute and, and it's really nice, especially because half the time we're so focused on doing everything. So it's almost like a nice little reminder that, yeah, we're, we're kicking butt at this podcast. <laughs> exactly. And they do, they give a, a weekly update on those emails and you can have team members, you and I are are both on our bus route account so that both of us can go in there and do things. So yeah. it's very good. They, they distribute it to all the platforms through that platform. So it makes it a little bit easier for most of the platforms that you don't have to go into that platform and then re-register. They make it a press of a button and yeah. they, they bring it on new stuff all the time. So mm -hmm. if you are using a podcast, which, <clears throat> you know, you should have a podcast, I think, I think podcast helps greatly. It's pretty simple. Um, you and I have more sophisticated mics and we don't have to go into that because we're talking about software today, but um, you can record it with just a headset to get started. Your earbuds. Like what I used to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in fact, you can use your, I mean, the truth of the matter is, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm using my iPhone 14 Pro as the video because the video from that is more advanced than most cameras these days. In fact, it is more advanced, the chip in it. So you could even use your audio, honestly, from that phone if you mm -hmm. were in a quiet space. So this isn't uh, super hard stuff. And we do use ConvertKit again for our email list, which I usually manage for us on that. So that's really the stack. There's a lot of different, and we could slice and dice this in a different way for a different show, maybe uh, the difference between cello and Jira and uh, even Monday CRM for these work programs. You use Jobster again. Jobber. Can, I mean, Jobber. You can go <laughs> back and listen to Danielle's episode where she walks through everything 
and how Jabra works and why she loves it and some other programs. So that's really, that's a wrap for today. That gives a good overview of all the software. If you do have questions, you can write Danielle and I in our email below or in the comments and we'll get back to you. Yeah. Sounds good. Bye everyone.